and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig, and today we have RCL Beauty 101. You know her as Rachel. We talk about all kinds of things. She's been a beauty guru on YouTube for a decade. What's that like? Her new beauty line, her new music career. I also learned her obsession with The Sims is a real obsession. And uh, she owns a llama farm. You know, that's just thrown in there for good measure amongst all the other things she's doing. Hear all about it on this episode of Not Too Deep with RCL Beauty. Rachel's here. This is very exciting. Uh, Rachel, how long have you officially been in the YouTube world? Hmm. Oh my goodness. How long? Since I was 15, so I'm 24 now. So like nine years. Turning 25 like next week though wow so you almost almost 10 almost almost a decade. 2010 do you remember your first video that you uploaded of course i remember it <laughs> i was showing people how to conceal under eye dark circles wow. but i did it wrong okay <laughs> and the comments very quickly taught me that i did it wrong <laughs> what compelled you to upload that video i hated everyone in my high school because they just okay. weren't nice yeah so i was like i would spend a lot of time just watching YouTube videos yeah. to the point where I do like makeup tutorials in the mirror every morning. Sure, sure. So I was like, I have a problem. I should probably just like do a makeup tutorial. Yeah. But I just filmed it on like my computer's like the eyesight camera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just uploaded. I didn't think anything would come of it, obviously, because I was 15 and YouTube right. wasn't really like that much of a thing. It was just this fun little site that people posted things on. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So 10 years ago, you're 15, you upload a video. Did your family know? <laughs> no no okay oh my yeah. goodness no but the way that my mom found out granted i told her mm -hmm. was like i think after uploading it like four days later or something uh -huh. the video had 457 views uh-huh so i went to my mom and was like mom my video is 457 views she was like what video rachel <laughs> i was like i'm gonna keep you up to date here mom yeah let me give <laughs> you some information here yes but that also like 10 years ago so we're talking 2010 mm -hmm. that is such a different space than what youtube is in right now yeah and you've been consistently uploading videos for 10 years mm -hmm. are you exhausted is anybody not exhausted? <laughs> aren't you exhausted you've been doing it for the same yeah uh that's why i like talking to people that have been doing it for so long that i'm like can we just be tired I'm on this so whole episode <laughs> i don't sleep well that's what I, okay I'm very curious. I have more kind of like insider technical questions for you about okay. everything. I got all the answers. Well, because looking through like your whole, you know, archive of videos, they're very intense. A lot of them. They're very like ambitious, um, uh, like thesis statements on what you're going to do. Like mm -hmm. 24 hours of anything is too much for yeah. me. And I learned that. <laughs> like two weeks ago yeah so you've been doing a bunch of 24-hour videos for the last like couple years or year or so yeah like a year or so okay. i did i did the the 24 hours in like the quicksand or kinetic sand yeah that one what? is a claustrophobia nightmare no i was outside still <laughs> anything piled on me for 24 hours is nightmarish to me how That's did funny. that were, were you just like this is a great idea everyone's into kinetic sand what if i just live in it for 24 hours that's literally exactly my thought process <laughs> i was like i might as well it's already here and how do you even go about like producing that kind of video well first because i didn't want to spend thirty thousand dollars on kinetic sand right i had my producer at the time just contact like every kinetic sand company right 
and ask for 5,000 pounds of it. <laughs> Granted, <laughs> most easy people ask. said no. <laughs> yeah. One company said yes. Wow. I was like, yes. We're in. We're in. So what did, were there anything, any learning lessons from that video? Yeah, I threw out the hot tub after that. Okay. I was like, I'm not doing any more of these hot tub videos. <laughs> Granted, I, I like did a bunch of hot tub videos when I still lived in Philadelphia at my mom's house. Uh-huh. But it broke the hot tub. So yeah, that's that's understandable. You, you would never think that putting 10 million Oiries in it would have any effect on the hot tub whatsoever. But uh, yeah, after I broke my mom's, the the one that I bought after that for California was a pre-broken one, so I couldn't break it. Oh, that's smart. That's but, also a hack. Yes, <laughs> life hack. Only buy broken things for videos. But then after that, I just got like like uh, burnt out of that style video. And I was like, yeah. I can't do it anymore. Like, I hate the idea of doing these. They make me want to cry. Yeah. The, I mean, looking through like your whole archive and your catalog of videos, I'm like, this stresses me out a little <laughs> bit. Like the how grand the scale is of these. There also must be a pressure that once you do a 24-hour thing once, that everyone's like, do it bigger and better next time. Yeah, but I don't listen to those people. Uh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a big thing I've learned how to do. It's not. Yeah. That um, I feel like it's always easier said than done. But at some point you reach like a breaking point of just not giving a, a, a care about the way people talk to you online. Absolutely. Because I mean, over 10 years, you've probably gotten every single comment about every single thing about you. Yes. A hundred percent. The internet is a very fun place. It's very fun so and fun. awful at the same time. Um, but you still kept doing 24 hour videos. You've done 24 hour makeup. You did your makeup for 24 hours straight. That was the most recent. I'm not doing another 24-hour video after Good that. for you. Yes. <laughs> I did two, and now I'm like, mm. Done. Mm. That's the max. That's maxed out. Yeah. How do you even record for 24 hours straight? Is it just constantly recharging batteries, re-plugging everything in? So I have probably like 20 batteries always on, like, ready, like, charged up, and like a bunch of memory cards. Like, I think I have like 60 memory cards charged up. Wow. Good for you. I love buying things in bulk. It's, I, I love it. It's the worst, though, at the same time, because I'll buy things in bulk before I even know if I like them. Like my yes. shampoo, I buy in bulk. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be good. You just gamble. It's a, such an issue because now my body wash, I'm like, ah. I'm not into this, but yeah. I have 16 more bottles of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's a prop. My mom's always bought everything in bulk, too. Like the mm. second I was like, I think I like ranch dressing on my french fries. The whole cabinet is filled with ranch <laughs> dressing. My grandma does it, too. I went to her house. There was like the entire freezer, like full of junior mints. I was like, wow. So it's, it's hereditary. You know, I didn't even realize it until I just said it right now. It has to be. It's a learned behavior. Yeah. So you can't blame yourself. I never did. The Also, I was just watching that you went to Tokyo or you went to Japan mm -hmm. to buy makeup. Did that really happen? Did it? Yes. That's so you. But I stayed in Japan for longer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, this seems a little, like you say, extra to go. You threw a dart at a map. Mm -hmm. It landed on uh, Japan and you mm -hmm. went there and you bought makeup. Yes. And you play it off like it's the most casual trip to CVS that you've ever done. And it's like, oops. All in editing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, this, uh, I can barely put on a camera and talk about fashion and you're going to Japan for your video. Yeah. Also, I'm really glad that we have you here today because I know today is a big day because you're at the time that we're recording this at midnight tonight, your first song comes out. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. Are you nervous? Are you um, 
stuffing down all of the anxiety? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm a little like traumatized from launches though, because with the makeup brand launch, yeah, it I was like talk about that too. such a small team. Oh, should I pause? I can no, pause. no, 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 no. Well, so for the makeup brand launch, it was just like me, my manager, and my film producer. Okay. Uh, like getting everything together, like taking all the photos for the website and everything, because we like contacted. We were gonna have like a a whole like one of those like product photographers that sure. were fancy schmancy and they quoted us like forty thousand dollars for a photo shoot for the website and I was like, Zach, you're a photographer. <laughs> Get on over here. Yeah. And then he taught me how to edit in Photoshop. So he took half the photos, I took half the photos, and I didn't know how to edit photos like that. So like it was such like a small team uh-huh. and we didn't sleep. And we had like there was maybe like two nights during that week where like randomly one of us would just start crying. <laughs> That's the sign of a good launch. That bodes yeah. well. <laughs> but it was so like a lot of the people that we hired for it, like we hired like a publicist and all these things. Right. Didn't show like they didn't do anything. Really? Yeah. And then after the launch, once they didn't do anything, like they were like, oh, we just won't charge you. I was like, you you owe me money at this point. I would have had so much publicity on this. So yeah. It's just like so I'm well, like kind of traumatized from that for the song launch now. Even though I have like the most phenomenal music team, like I feel so confident with them. Like I feel excited and exhilarated about my music career. That's great. But also it's such a a pivot because I feel and tell me if I'm wrong that you music hasn't been apart or hasn't been shown and you haven't sang or you haven't really expressed that much interest in it so it sort of feels like it's coming out of nowhere so that was my plan so like like, (laughs) that's purposeful (laughs) yeah like six years ago I decided well I've always sung since I was like three but I decided Uh like six years ago like I'm gonna release a song but then I was also like but I'm not gonna tell anyone about it okay ever except for there was one slip up in like 2014 I did a Black Friday haul where there was like one small section where I sang and everyone's like what? Wait, what? <laughs> you can do that? Yeah. So I've been like making sure not to ever show me singing oh. because I want it to be a shock. That's what you want. Okay. I love shocks. <laughs> yeah. So fun. I can barely tell by the types of videos that you do that you love a big impact. I love it. So but that's really cool. But that also must be a little difficult to like keep under wraps for so long. Impossible. I've had to edit me singing out of so many videos because I'll just be like walking around the house like constantly singing like right. I just don't ever stop like like it's an issue like a lot of my friends are like like okay can you stop or like if you're gonna do it can you at least finish the whole song like can yeah. you stop singing that one part I'm like I'm so sorry <laughs> this is a me problem it I is. apologize yes uh but that's so that's nuts and so when this releases because this episode won't will come out after the music is launched and everything mm-hmm. is it is the goal an album is the goal an EP I don't know the difference I know nothing about music um, the goal, so I'm currently working on the whole EP right now. Okay. But yeah, it's an EP, which I think is like five to six songs or something. Cool. But I don't want to say what it's about because then someone else might take it. You don't have but. to say what it's about. I understand that you like to keep everything very uh, secretive yeah. until the public gets to see it. Is there, can you describe the style of music? For the whole EP or for the one song? Um, For both. Um, I'm still learning my style of music. Okay. Um, but I know I like, uh, like, like, who are your influences? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I had to make this thing called a soundscape because I'm trying to like explain to my singing coach my style of music. And he's like, I, 
I don't know what you're talking about. Like that is the most unclear thing ever. And I was like, ah, so I made a soundscape, which is like where you take like 40 songs and take like five to like seven seconds of the parts of the songs that you like and edit those together. That's cool. So I'm still learning. I mean, it's definitely pop. Okay. Okay. But pop also apparently like just means popular music. So Mm. I don't know if it's actually like a, a, like, cause pop technically in like 2001 wasn't like punk rock pop at the time so it's like i don't know what pop even entails anymore yeah i feel like there's sub genres within pop as a as a giant genre Mm -hmm. so but also it seems like you're getting into it so you're finding your voice while you're making your music i've probably made like 30 songs at this point that i'm not releasing wow yeah so you do so much secretive stuff i (laughs) love doing secretive. there's like so much i was talking to my uh like somebody that I'm working on in uh, an app with. Okay. Um, another so, secret project. I know another secret project. And when I was talking, to him, I was like, "Can we just like wait a second? Because he had to. We had to pause working on the app for like two months while I was figuring out the makeup brand launch and like right. doing all of that. And then so he knew he couldn't like contact me during that because I was too like tunnel vision on the makeup brand. And the other day he texted me trying to set up a meeting, and I was like, "I'm sorry, could we just wait till after the 14th?" He was like, "Wow." I was like, "That's when the song's releasing. And I think I'll have more time after that." He was like, "A song." <laughs> You're releasing a song. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I am. He was like, wow, okay. Um, well, hopefully we, I can get you in before the uh, you you film your next movie. And I was like, see, we're filming this year. They're like, he's in a movie? I was like, yeah, it's about the book that I wrote. He's like, you wrote a book? I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, just all this stuff just word vomits out of you now. But I think that's so fascinating because in the YouTube world, it's, Everyone is very transparent, you know, everyone's hinting at and talking about and, you know, putting out there everything that they're kind of working on. And then there's like the side where it's like secret project can't tell you about this thing. Mm -hmm. And you seem to really hold everything close to the chest. Well, I also know that there's two reasons for that. One, I have like the worst time management skills. So I don't (laughs) want people to think like the song was supposed to launch in November. Okay. And we kept pushing it. Like we pushed like three times until Mm -hmm. we officially got February 14th where we needed it to be. Um, so it's like the song was originally going to launch. So I don't want to disappoint people with a bunch of future launch dates. Right. Um, but also, like, I'm just – after being on the internet for so long, like, yeah. I really hold privacy as, like, a big thing. Like, yeah. I'll like I'll be broken up with somebody for, like, six months before I'll tell subscribers about it. Yeah, no, I saw thing. that. And I thought that's really interesting that it's – I respect that a lot, the ability to have restraint of, like, showing so much of your personal life. Yeah. In real time, too. Yeah, which made the makeup brand launch even harder because it was, like, as I was going through a breakup with Tyler. So yeah. it was, like, ah – the makeup brand launch, and I'm going for a breakup, which and I'm no one knows about. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even like with my first boyfriend, like the day that I, like that we broke up was like the morning that I had like an ad week cover shoot. So like, I like would go to, like, I went to the photo shoot. We'd be like in between looks. I'd yeah. go to the bathroom, cry, go back out, like <laughs> smile with my makeup on, like take photos for the head, like the, the cover shoot. So Jeez, it's just like. What a professional. I know. Save I'm it for the bathroom. so good at hiding things. Uh, but that, I mean, I think that's great because I think one of the traps that a lot of people can fall into is you know, revealing so much of themselves online. And then that's all people want to know about. That's all people focus on. So when you do have projects or you do have like 
products come out, then people aren't paying attention to that. They're like, but tell us more about the breakup. Tell yeah. us more about that. Yeah. Which I think is great to kind of shift the focus and keep it on like what you like doing. I also think it's like not fair to like the other people involved to be like yeah. thrown into something that they didn't really sign the mental contract of being thrown into. Yeah. Which for is why sure. I also like to like stand like drama and like just like keep it very like Keep it moving. Yeah. But I think that's great because the beauty world, which I'm I'm obviously not a part of, but I'm fascinated by endlessly, there's so much drama in that world. And it didn't used to be that way. Yeah. At least as far as I understood. It didn't. And now I feel like it's uh it's like gaining momentum based on these drama-fueled situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it must be hard to stay out of all of it. Or it's easy. Well, I find that the way to stay out of drama is to just not respond when somebody tries to start drama. Yeah, that's a skill that a lot of YouTubers don't have. <laughs> well, it's it's hard because, like, you want to respond to it. Right. You want to be like, I want to defend myself. But a big thing that I, like, live by is, like, there's no need to justify yourself because the ones that love you won't need it and the ones that yeah. hate you won't believe it. So there's no reason to, like, even try is this in your book that you're writing or have no. written or a trilogy? Who knows what's down the pipe for no, you? No, it's like a storybook. It's not like a story. It's not like a book about me. It's like a cute, like, like 12-year-old businesswoman, boss, tushy female dogs, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's because you're, you're in that world and you're friends with everyone mm-hmm. and everyone likes to, you know, insert their point of view for better or worse Mm -hmm. so it must be it must also be kind of fun to sit on the sidelines and just sort of watch it happen it's it's not fun when you see the person's mental health getting affected by it because like I'll be like sitting down with one of my friends and then they'll like be reading things about them that other people are saying and then they'll be like are you kidding me like this is so messed up that they're saying this and I'm like dang like you don't see that part when like yeah yeah so I I always feel like darn bad that this situation is happening especially because none of them ever really like do anything to deserve it it just kind of everything's just like misconstrued from everything that everyone says because they love hating people oh it's that's um, all it is it's an epidemic yeah Yeah, people love hating people it's very their kink yeah it really is and it makes uh it can paralyze you in terms of like putting anything on the internet because you're like this is going to get scrutinized from every single angle possible that i didn't realize angles were available to be scrutinized yeah yeah that's why i just don't respond to anything because if someone tries scrutinizing it it's like the ones I love you won't need it. The ones I hate you won't believe it. Blah, 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 blah. Put that on a pillow. I'll sleep on it. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about the makeup line. I want to talk about the launch of it because, again, it seems like another project that was in your brain rattling around for years and years. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, here it is. Yes. Okay, we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. With Grace Okay, let's talk about the makeup line. R. Clo. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Okay, this was something that you was in the works for, what, like four years or something? Yeah, I think I started it in 2015. Yes, 2015. Okay, so how, talk me through how this happened. So how it actually happened, which nobody knows this part. So like, Yeah, give I, us the secrets. I know. <laughs> I came up with this product that didn't exist yet. 
like called an eyeliner stamp where you can like stamp the eyeliner wing onto oh, an eye. Okay. So I was very working shark on, tank. Yeah. I was working <laughs> on developing that. There was no patents. There was, it wasn't like a thing. Uh-huh. So I was talking to different patent lawyers and they were like, there's no point in you making the, like, there's no point in you getting a patent on this until the product's made because every single time you change something, you're going to have to re-get the, a new patent. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So like, I was like, okay, fine. I'll make the product first and then I'll get the patent of the product. Uh-huh. Um, because I really wanted to release this thing because I was obsessed with DIYs at the time. Like, I was like, how does this not exist? Like, it's going to make everyone's day so much faster. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then as I was working on it, when I finally got the product where I wanted it to be, some other brand came out with, like, a an okay version of that product. Uh. Not exactly what I wanted, but, like, similar enough that I was like, great, every makeup brand's now going to be on top of this and copying that one and right. perfecting it until it's, like, basically what I have. Yeah. So I had to throw out that product and oh, not do sucks. it. Yeah, and then I came up with another product that I might still release. Who knows? But um, <laughs> that I feel like didn't exist. You can do anything. No I'm, one knows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like it's then that product was released. So I keep inventing these new products that like somehow keep getting released before me. I'm like convinced there's someone listening. Yeah, to I'm me. like your house is bugged. It might be. Yeah. But um, so then those products kept coming out. So like the brand story was originally like super innovative makeup that mm-hmm. doesn't exist. And then all the innovative products I was making kept being released by other people. And I'm like, how do you even get the patent that fast? My patent lawyer wouldn't even let me do it. Yeah. So like the brand story had to change a lot. So then I like we switched it around and then I just started making products that I just would really want in my daily routine. Mm -hmm. Um, So we like took a really long time developing that. But the brand like started something we were completely different because the people that I was working with originally kept being like, okay, so why don't you just go into a showroom and pick products off a shelf? And I was like, because then they're not me. Then they're just products that exist and everyone else already has them. Because that's what people generally do. Like they'll walk into a showroom and pick things off a shelf and then just put it into a line and then develop the formula a little bit. Okay. So they basically pick pre-existing products, add a little something, something to the formula, put their own packaging on it and call it their own. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that because it just uh, doesn't feel as special to me sure so i wanted to develop things from scratch and unfortunately when you do that it takes like four years really to make them yeah i mean making the products took a second and then once you get lawyers involved talking like lawyers take forever yeah to do anything like lawyers suck (laughs) i love like my mom's a lawyer but like the fact that she's a lawyer sucks (laughs) because lawyers are just so like slow and then they talk in lingo that I don't understand yeah it's a different language it's so hard like they're just like so beyond my intelligence level yeah but like I can't comprehend anything that they're saying it's frustrating too because you know that they can come down to your level but they just choose not to I'm like I can you please just translate in the most layman's terms for me what this means yeah they won't do that (laughs) they just they won't do that so like it took like two years to negotiate contracts wow so the launch was supposed to happen, again, which is why I'm happy I didn't talk about the launch right. before, because the launch was supposed to happen every single season for two years. I kept changing the colors. I was like, okay, spring, we're launching in spring. Here's the spring color. Oh, we're Whoa. launching the fall, fall color. Oh, winter, winter color. So like... Yeah, that must be tough because you're almost predicting like, not necessarily trends, but you're predicting, you know, seasonally what people want to buy when. There's and a, like, you have to be so far in advance to see like what people are people still wearing eyeshadow or is everyone doing just lips right now luckily there's like 
the the makeup brand like the team there in the creative like I love the creative team for the makeup brand like I always feel so like excited whenever I like talk to them but um they're really good at knowing those things so like they go to every single fashion week thing like they find the colors the pantones the colors of the year like they they really know those types of things um when it pertains to products we were originally going to come out with a liquid lipstick and not a lip gloss Uh well we were going to come out with a lip gloss in spring like for future launch but we weren't going to come out with it for the original launch but liquid lipsticks are not as much of a thing anymore yeah so it's like we already had to switch things and like because we weren't doing liquid lipsticks we couldn't do a lip liner because it's like who puts lip gloss on in a lip liner oh well some people probably do but i did not so right because it's my brand i didn't do it and like originally the eyeshadows weren't even an eyeshadow pr- like compact it was mm-hmm. like individual shadows because that's what was doing really well when i first started right right so right. i tooled like an individual eyeshadow compact but then oh. nobody's buying individual eyeshadows anymore. So we switched it to a palette. So it's just like everything's just such moving pieces. But it's it's now that it's out, like I get to like just go, which is exciting. That's great. And all and it also must be stressful behind the scenes because makeup launches, especially by like influencers, are so scrutinized and like quality is like the first thing that everyone's like looking at because everyone's ready to cancel you if there's like a tiny hair in something yeah, somewhere. That's true. Um, how did you get to the point where you felt like super confident about like the quality of the product? Well, the people that I work with for making the makeup products, like I fully trust, like they, they help start up like Too Faced and like oh, help start okay. up like It Cosmetics. Like a couple they of do, small brands. Like, they just like do such good work. Yeah. And like they make such good quality products, which is why I worked with them. Cause I was like, they're phenomenal what they yeah. do. So even if it's like, like there's so many like, I know for a fact they're going to make things good. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't worried about the quality on that end. And then if anybody said anything about, like, bad about, like, the products or the quality, like, the only people that have ever said anything even slightly bad about it have been people that have never tried the products, never uh, touched the products. They're like, fun. oh, it looks <laughs> cheap. I'm like, actually, if you hold it in person, like, it looks super high quality. <laughs> yeah, touch it. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like no one that's been a reputable source has said anything. Mm. That is like negative about the products. Interesting. Yeah. So like I know they're good. Even like the 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 information I'm getting from people that are reputable sources, as in people that have tried the products, are like they're they're so like high quality. They're so like blah, 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 all those good things. Blah, blah, blah. That's great. So that's why it's like I know. Yeah. How have you felt since the launch? Oh, the worst. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't sleep. Is it just because you're concerned about people enjoying the product, or is it just because it's like? It's out there now. It's it is honestly it has nothing to do with the products or the things because the makeup brand's doing like super well right now. It's just like apparently being a CEO is completely different than being a YouTuber. Yeah. What would you say is the main difference? There are a lot of people that are expecting a lot of answers from me that I don't have yet. I like oh. it. So it's like, ah, I just don't know what to like tell them right 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 but like they're all like there's like a whole teams of people looking to me to give them answers and i'm like uh i'm gonna be over here in this kinetic sand for a little bit (laughs) you can come back when i'm ready yeah so i just guess i just assumed like this was just bold of me to assume but i assumed when you're the ceo you kind of just were like you go yes approved approved right apparently you don't you gotta be in everything so, like, I don't sleep on that end. Um, and then also working on the song, mm-hmm. I don't sleep on that end. Jeez. And then I don't sleep on the YouTube end. Yeah. I mean, do you, is everything still, other than, like, the the teams that you have around you for 
the products and launches is everything still like a small production for you it's um like I have this problem where I don't delegate anything to mm, anybody else because yeah. I'm like well if anyone else is gonna do it like I, I can do it better and I can do it the way I want it mm-hmm. so like why would I have other people do it which is making it so hard like I just for the first time hired an editor and she's edited like uh like one video that's and good. I've that's edited progress. everything else though like I know I like literally there was a video Baby that steps. had like so hard it's very hard I feel like that's a common like commonality that all people that create content have is like um control issues over their own stuff because it's you it's all you at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah so to give it to someone else I get it I get like the nervousness and the anxiety of being of like hoping that they can do what you have in your head yeah and the issue with that is like I'll have like the most talented people around me but I have such poor communication skills when it pertains (laughs) to getting what I want out of my head Uh so I'll be like no you got to do it like this and they do it like that and I'm like oh so when I said that I didn't mean this I meant that (laughs) but like I didn't know how to word it so they do that and then they just start getting frustrated so it's just like a lot of learning curves I hate learning things like that (laughs) like I love learning like I love when things happen in life that force me to learn right like it. Yeah, trust me. I want to be at the end game of it. I want to already have all these skill sets and know how to fully function in a world. But I think it's helpful to know that it is a little messy getting through all of it. That from the outside, I think people could look and be like, oh, she's got everything figured out. She has everything mapped out, everything planned out. Does it look like that? Uh, a little bit. But but it's nice and it's quirky and relatable to hear. So quirky and relatable. <laughs> but to hear that it is like a process to figure all of it out the same way like YouTube was a process to figure out that you're like I don't I'm blindly throwing myself onto this platform without knowing what it is and now I'm going to kind of figure out things here and there as we go do you what do you do for fun huh yeah okay (laughs) that's what I thought (laughs) I, I have this problem which I feel like this is like it's because like my mom's a lawyer, my dad's a doctor. They're oh, wow. both such business people. Like I got my business of oh, such professionals. I got my business senses from them. Uh-huh. So I'm like a workaholic. Like they're the most workaholic people I know. And I'm the child of the work most you're workaholic the, people I know. You're their product. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like double workaholic than anyone I know. So I have this issue where every single time I find a hobby, I turn it into a career path. <laughs> So it's like, I love it. Like, I love, like, figuring out things. Like, it's so fun to, yeah. like, figure things. But it's like, even when I, like, finally for a second, I was like, I have a hobby of, like, playing The Sims. Then I was like, I love playing The Sims. This is great. And I was like, I'm going to make a Sims channel. I was like, no, no, don't make a Sims channel. Have this one thing. But then I had to update my computer. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently Sims 3 wasn't able to be run on that update. So I had to literally, like. What did you do? I chose between YouTube and The Sims, <laughs> and I chose YouTube because I needed to be able to edit in the Final Cut because it wouldn't open up Final Cut because it wasn't in the new software. Wow, that must have been a very difficult choice. Yeah, I'm like tearing up just thinking about it. I put so much time, like that Sim, um, which I also think is funny, like that Sim, I like, you know how like your Sim is like your little dream world? Yeah, I, un- I don't play it, but I understand the concept oh, of it. You shouldn't, it's dangerous. Yeah, I feel like it can be a dark hole. It is, but I like made my Sim work 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
Uh, I bought her one of those mood things so I can always make it so that her, she's always like full and like hygiene, like hygiene, like always like, like never stressed so that she could always be like, I was like, yeah, if I make her paint, I can sell these paintings for $2,000 each. And I, I bought the entire city. The entire city was owned by my Sim. Wow. I put, and then finally, when I was like, she's ready to settle down, I'll have her settle down now. I created her the perfect specimen to breed with so she can make beautiful children. But then that specimen, like the guy that I created for her, uh-huh. he was on The Sims world for at least like a month uh-huh. on his own, just living on his own. I moved him in next door, you okay. know, kicked out the goth family, moved him next door. <laughs> that classic tale. Yeah. And then for one, like after I finally got him to, like I got her to propose to him because I was like, this guy's not doing anything. This, this sim is like just like existing. Um, after that happened and he moved in, I realized this sim did not get a job this entire time. <laughs> I was like, how is she going to breed with this lazy? Like, so I was, I had to like, so she had every single skill in the entire sims world. Like she was the, like the most athletic, the best cook, like uh-huh. the best, like at writing. She had everything, like yeah. everything the sim could be. She Very was perfect relatable. at. <laughs> yeah. So then the guy sim didn't know anything. He didn't learn a single skill this entire uh. time of being on the sims world. But sometimes opposites attract. No, I taught him. <laughs> I taught him every single skill that she had. I sat her down and made her tutor him because I didn't want to use any cheats because then it's not fun. Right. If you're using it's cheats. Not, it's not organic. That's not real love. No. <laughs> so I, my sim didn't use any cheats and I wouldn't let the guy sim use any cheats uh-huh. either. But uh, yeah, so her goal was to be uh, so did the, the CEO of a mega corporation. Okay. And so then I got my sim without any cheats to be worth over two million simoleons wow and then i had to delete it and then i realized i have a problem because i make my dream world work (laughs) i mean how long has it been since you've played maybe like two three months okay i mean are you itching to play again i think it's a dangerous path to go down (laughs) but if i did I would get the newer sim so that I can always play it. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point I would just use cheats to get the sim back to where my sim was to create my <laughs> sim's world. Yeah. Wait, so now that you're not playing, that world just disappears? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's tragic, but also I guess that's like real life. <laughs> if you're True. not playing the game, then everything goes away. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's um, that's dark. But... <laughs> But maybe I should get into The Sims for a little bit. Other than Sims, anything you do for... Do you watch TV, movies? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a show called 30 Rock? It's really good. Yes, I have. I just it's a started, great show. Yeah, I just started watching that. Well, there you go. How are you going to monetize it? I'm going to try my best not to. Oh, but I go. mean, a show review... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I can see you all of a sudden. Yesterday, you've started a review channel of 30 Rock every episode. That'd be funny. People would be like, this is very outdated, Rachel. <laughs> You'd be like, I, it's, it means a lot to me. Um, do you TikTok? I have a TikTok. I don't often TikTok because I'm... I have so many other things going on. Yeah. I don't know where to find the time to, like, TikTok. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I also have a TikTok. I have no idea how to use it. I was going to ask you for tips, but... Um, I... Don't know. Cool. I post, every time I post boat. a video of my dog, it seems to do well. I posted this really cute video of my dog when I was like, I took his toy and then he just looked really upset. So I took the camera out as a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And videotaped it. 
And then when I was like, I'm sorry for taking your toy. And then he was like, just looked at me upset. And then I was like, I can give you your toy. And then he was like, so I was like, do you want your toy back? And I was like, oh. So I posted that on TikTok and that one did well. Okay. I posted it on Twitter too. And Seth Rogen liked that tweet. Wow. I know. I'm famous now suddenly. I mean, I don't know, uh, but I'm expecting a clothing swap with Seth Rogen. I wish. I feel, if you could do a clothing swap with um, a celebrity, like who would be your ideal guest in one of those types of videos? Are we talking like dream celebrity? Or are we talking like realistic? Let's do both. Um, dream celebrity would be like, like Rihanna or like Kylie Jenner. Oh yeah, those would be great. And realistic, reality's fake, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's <Okay>. possible. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Rihanna or Kylie Jenner. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, I think those are realistic uh, celebrities that you could get in a clothing swap video. That'd be fun. Uh, I would love to see it. Has anything ever gone? Have you ever not posted a video because something's gone, like, horrendously wrong? Um, the only time I've ever not posted a video, it's not that it goes horrendously wrong, but uh, it's more my values change. Like, I one mm. time in 2016 was the last time I've ever filmed a video that I didn't post because I'm so strategic <clears throat> whenever I, like, plan out my video list that all the videos that I have planned out, I'm like... These. You know you're going to do them. Yeah. yeah. So I did a video in 2016 where I filmed how to get rid of stretch marks fast. And oh. I was like, okay, cool. I'll teach people how to get rid of stretch marks. And then I edited it. And then I was like, what's wrong with stretch marks though? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, why would I be trying to teach people how to get rid of them when they're just like these cool lightning bolt things on your body? Yeah. Like why would I try to point that out as something that should be changed on people. So I was like, I'm trashing this video. There's no way I'm posting this. Oh, it's good for you because I think that's also something that uh, doesn't get considered a ton in like the beauty world that it's like towing the line between embracing and celebrating like makeup and beauty and then also like giving room to be accepting of all these like, you know, quirks and things and uniqueness about the human body. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. And also kudos to you in 2016 for having that wherewithal to do that. Thank you. Um, Tana Mojo tweeted that you offered her a lemongrass scented refrigerated wet towel from Vietnam when she came over. Is that true? I love lemongrass scented essential oil <laughs> towels. I bought, I went to Vietnam for my birthday last year and uh -huh. they gave me one and I was like, what is this? They're like, it's a lemongrass essential oil cold uh -huh. towel. And I was like, how do you make these? <laughs> and then she was like, I just put like, like essential oil. on." So I didn't know what that meant. So right. I like Googled it. And then I bought like five mini fridges, put them in the, every bathroom of my house, bought like a ton of little mini face towels from Amazon. You can get like a huge pack of like 50 for like six bucks. There's your bulk. And then, <laughs> yes. And then I just, every single, like once a week, I would make them yeah. and roll them up. You have to like take a, a hot water bowl, uh -huh. put two drops of lemongrass essential oil, uh -huh. mix it up with your hands, put the towel in, squeeze the towel, roll yeah. it up, put it in the mini fridge, let it cool, and then wait till Tana Mojo comes to your house <laughs> and hand it to her. It's a trap. It's a bougie, beautiful trap. <laughs> but also, it seems pretty easy to do. Oh my God, it's so easy. And also, I've learned that when you set your mind to something, you <laughs> fully do it. Yeah, but I recently stopped because I noticed that the uh, I wasn't having as many people over at the house. So like the so towels just would just these, sit there. You had these refrigerators these... full of wet towels. And nobody would be taking them. So I was like, until I become a social butterfly again, which I don't see happening 
<laughs> for a decent amount of time because the only reason I ever had people over at my house in the first place was because my ex, Tyler, was such a social butterfly. Uh. So like he would always have people over and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to host them. I'm going to make so many lemongrass essential towels. But now I don't host people. I just kind of, and if I do host people, it's like my close friends who like, will both just like be sitting in like in our underwear, just hanging out. Like, yeah, they don't care about getting towels. Uh, I mean, I'll come over and take a towel. I won't hang and make you uncomfortable, but I'll... Why won't you hang and make me uncomfortable? <laughs> I'll do that too. I have a guest room now. Done. done I mean, I done. always had a guest room, but now I got a bed in it. <laughs> That's an official guest room. Yeah. Um, how many parking tickets do you think you've gathered in your life? Oh, like actually? Mm-hmm. I literally got one like three days ago. <laughs> um, Probably like, if we're being honest, probably like... Nine or ten. Not okay. a crazy amount. But That's granted, I didn't start driving till I was 18 because mm-hmm. I'm so impatient that I didn't want to wait the six months between, like, getting your learner's permit and your license. So I was like, I'm going to do it all at once. So I got uh. – I think I got my learner's permit and my license all within, like, four days. You know what? That doesn't surprise me about <laughs> you <laughs> Okay, we're going to take one last break. When we get back, we have some Twitter questions for you. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Not. 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 We're back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, Rachel, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, uh, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? So, like, this is assuming that people think of being thrown cold spaghetti is a negative thing correct it's entirely your intention so it can be celebratory it can my be... little sister okay <laughs> i would absolutely throw cold spaghetti at her why is that i love cold spaghetti oh so it would be like a sign of love i mean if i can clone myself and throw cold spaghetti at myself i would that's an option too yeah <laughs> fill a hot tub with it film a youtube video <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> We just got insight into how the creative process works for Rachel. And wow, it's automatic. Um, Okay, the other question I ask every single guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine, for instance, is um, college jogging front lawn. Like you've actually almost pooped your pants? Oh, I, I did. I don't think I've ever pooped my pants before. Or it can be a close call. It doesn't have to be. Uh, it can be a number one scenario. Have I ever peed myself? Well, I wore pull-ups until I was like 11. Okay. Does that, <laughs> does that count? I mean, that can count, but you have to use three words or three small phrases to tell us any story that, you know, might have been a special scenario. Huh. I've never thought about this before. <laughs> I don't think I have as many, like bathroom issues is the standard person i guess i mean kudos to you you you. figured it out no i mean it just took 11 years of peeing the bed every night to like really get to that (laughs) point in my life i guess i guess i'll do uh sleeping Uh uh-huh got it (laughs) sleeping 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 dreaming Water. Okay. And like when you're dreaming, like every single time I oh. pee at the bed when I was younger, I would like always be like. You would dream about a water? Like I'd be like swimming or something like that. And oh. that's when like. Phew, would come. It's out. all the subconscious. Like, <laughs> the subconscious. 
I guess so. Forward. Like I knew I was peeing. I remember like when I'd be like sleeping in my dreams, I'd be like, ah, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> dreams that cognizant Mm -hmm. oh that's that must have been a true fun time (laughs) well i once i figured out the whole pull-ups thing it wasn't an issue anymore when it would like get on the bed it'd be an issue but like it was always fun like waking up and morning filling up the sink sitting in it so i could (laughs) clean off my pee Because I wouldn't always have time to take a whole shower. Right, right, I was, right. You know, <laughs> the the stresses of being 11 years old and under just really get to you. Oh, man. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's get into these Twitter questions. <clears throat> Someone said, no, do you ever feel burned out on YouTube? Like, have you ever taken breaks or a time off? Um, I definitely took a break with this recent breakup. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't upload as much. Um, but I didn't tell people why. But I... It's okay. I, you know what? It seems like I take a break whenever I'm going through a, a breakup. I think that's healthy. Yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And you can handle it privately. It doesn't have to be a public, like, yeah, uh, you know, situation. Yeah, but I also fully intend on never ever dating anybody again and not getting married. So, like, okay, mm-hmm. that's your hard and fast line. All right, mm-hmm. that's. Uh, I mean, and when you set your mind to something, you really do it. I tell. I was talking to my dad the other day, and I was like. Um, yeah, like, I, I'm never going to get married. He was like, why wouldn't you get married? Love is, like, such an amazing thing. I was like, not for me. <laughs> I focus too much on the other person. I'm going to just love myself. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good major takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you ever feel burned out? Do you feel, like, pressure to have to keep making videos? Like, do you see yourself making videos forever? Um, I get burned out. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's burned out, but I'll have, like times where I just can't feel creative sure where I'm like like I'll be like sitting down for like days trying to come up with a video idea and I'm like I I'm just not feeling it right now so I'll have like times where I'm like I'll have to skip it up a week because I was like I'd rather just skip a week than put out something that I'm not like proud of for something yeah um so yeah I would say I less burnout more writer's block Mm. I mean I'm probably currently burnt out but like I push every feeling to the back of my head so it's like (laughs) I don't I don't know about it you compartmentalize it's probably in a compartment back there somewhere you know like yeah my therapist told me (laughs) I need to stop doing that but what does she know yeah (laughs) (laughs) um someone wants to know what's something unexpected that you're really into or very knowledgeable about i have a llama farm excuse you (laughs) (laughs) you have a llama farm yeah i have a llama farm Uh, i'm pretty knowledgeable about farms you where is your llama farm west virginia okay is this like a family owned no i bought it myself you bought it yourself i have like 30 llamas and they're currently in West Virginia roaming. Roaming. They're having a great time. How often do you go back there? I have not gone to it once. Oh, okay. So you are the benefactor of this llama farm in West Virginia and you've never visited it. I don't do you have know time. it's real? Yeah, yeah. I have this farmer named Josh who takes really good care of the llamas. Okay. What what drove you to buy a llama farm? Why not? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And where do you search for the availability of a llama farm? Um, my mom helped me with that. Oh, okay. yeah. We also like um, we'll go to like well, when I say I, I mean Josh, the farmer. Uh-huh. We'll go to like different llama auctions and like purchase the most like high quality, like just like the best in the show llamas, so that we can breed them and make perfect llama babies. Wow! Because apparently with llamas, like it's very like. 
like a llama with blue eyes isn't worth as much as a llama with like brown eyes. Like there's a very specific, like, you know how there's social standards for humans, which is stupid. There's like even worse ones for llamas. I had no idea. It's horrible. I I feel horrible (laughs) for the llamas. But you're providing a beautiful home for some of them. For some of the beautiful ones. It's pretty messed (laughs) up, actually. Why don't you reverse this, uh, this thesis statement and start housing all the ones that are a little less desirable you know (laughs) i don't think i put as much like time and effort into the llama farm as that like i think i gotta focus more on like (laughs) helping adjust that with humanity before i start taking in well that i mean that goes into this next question someone's know what's the stupidest thing about beauty standards um, the fact that llamas that have blue eyes. Are- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact I did not know I was going to learn today. So I appreciate that. Um, the stupidest thing about beauty standards is that it change. They change all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that like my eyebrows were really in style like two years ago and now they're just not. It's just like the fact that body parts can become a trend is just so stupid. Very strange. Beauty standards are just dumb, honestly. Like we should just throw them all away. Like yeah. wh- who? Like what? What is this? Like if you look at a picture of somebody that was like the perfect human mm-hmm. in like in the 1900s, it'd be like completely different than the perfect human now because the perfect human doesn't exist. It's a fake thing. So beauty standards yep. themselves are like useless. Like I can't wait till like they're just gone because they're so dumb i agree so dumb i agree um someone's know what was the hardest part about launching your makeup brand all of it (laughs) well the the most fun part was the creating it but everything else just because i because when i was going through the breakup was when i was talking to mike who's the other like uh Mm co-owner well not co-owner like but like he owns percentage of it um when i was talking to him i was like having a phone call like with him and my manager like I was sitting at the table and I remember being like hey okay so when do you think we should launch the makeup brand because I was hoping because I wanted to push it to like February or something like that because again going through a breakup and then he was like we're gonna launch it December 16th and I was like why (laughs) and then he was like we want to go before the holidays and I was like um, so like, I'm definitely not in a good mental place to like <laughs> launch the makeup brand right now. Yeah. There's just like a lot happening right now, but I guess I can technically double up my therapy sessions maybe. <laughs> and then we can launch the makeup brand. He was like, perfect. Let's do that. And I was like, I thought that he was going to say, no, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he didn't know, like nobody knew I was going through the breakup. I didn't, I didn't tell even like my best friends didn't know. Oh, wow. We were keeping it really, 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 really secret. Yeah. Um, which is tough. And also, like, you know, when you want to be a professional, it's hard to manage, like, where to spend your mental energy and how much time to take off when sometimes focusing on work and distracting yourself is helpful, sometimes not. It was a, it was just a lot because it was, you know, it was like a three-year-long relationship. So yeah. it was just, like, like then also having to, like, s- like officially start up a company like it was like starting up for four years but like it was just it was just a lot like I just wasn't like mentally able to like yeah really be there so I was just like constantly like I'd be like working all the time and like constantly just pushing things to the back of my head until like it was like late at night and I'd be like shoot (laughs) yeah Uh oh now I'm sad Uh oh here comes the sadness it's creeping in oh no but now you can put it into your music channel it all in there my I don't know how I just got water in my eye. But, um, <laughs> I looked down for a second. <laughs> I'm so quirky and relatable. But um, 
I know the second EP that I want to do, I want it to be like a relationship type album. That's and great. I, I also want one of the songs. Actually, I don't want to tell someone else is going to do it. Never mind. <laughs> I love oversharing, but I forget that I can't overshare in public on like public things. Then... No, we know that you have plans for things. That things are happening. Plans. Okay, here's our final question. If you weren't doing YouTube, what would you be doing instead? I'd be a vet. Really? Yeah, I was like up until like 11th grade. Like, literally up until, like, from birth to 11th grade, yeah, I was, like, dedicated to be a vet. Like, instead of reading, like, Harry Potter, I'd read, like, full veterinary medical books. <laughs> like, I know how to do CPR on a goldfish, or, like, any fish for the matter. Wow. But, um, yeah, I would definitely would want to be a vet. But, I mean, you have all these llamas. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get on. to one of the books that showed llamas. I was still, like, starting. I think I had, like, nine or ten veterinary medical books that I've already read, like, six or seven times each. Jeez. There's still time. No, there isn't. <laughs> There's still too time far 10 years from now. I guess, yeah. It would just be a lot of schooling. And because I didn't go to college, like, it might be hard to get into a veterinary medical school. That's fair. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like you have the tenacity and the drive to just get yourself in there whenever true. you want. If this YouTube thing doesn't work out. Or what I can do, I guess, I can, like, buy a veterinary medical office and then just, like, watch all the vets and be like... Yeah. Maybe I don't even need to. Maybe I could finagle it. There's probably YouTube videos out there teaching you how to be a vet. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. That seems problematic. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. This thank was super you. fun. Before you go, every guest that makes time for us gets a personalized fortune cookie from us Did to you, them. like, write the message? We, there might be something special inside there for you if you want to open it and read it. It's not a what lemon grass towel. What did you do to this fortune cookie? No, nothing bad. We just personalized it. Is this gonna be? Is this is this gonna be a pun? Uh, is there gonna be a pun on this cookie? No, no, there won't be. I forget what it actually says. I will leave right now if it's a pun. No, I don't think it's a pun. Do you hate puns? You know, I think that when a pun's really good, you just gotta leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you gotta just be like, call oh. it a day. Or like, you know, if someone says like, a, you know, that you did a really good pun when everyone around you was just like, Ugh. oh my god, when it's a collective groan. Yeah, a hundred. Do I eat the fortune cookie first? You don't have to. Okay. It says, oh, it's long. How how long are the pieces of paper that you print? I've never seen a fortune cookie this long before. Yeah, we like to do a lot of things differently here. On I respect deep. that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it says, there's a lot of triangles in your makeup brand. We have no choice but to stay in the Illuminati. Yeah. You know, I didn't even consider that as like a thing. Really? Yeah. Well, we stand either way. <laughs> we stand. <laughs> um, Rachel, where can people find you, your music, the makeup, everything if they don't know? You can find me at youtube.com slash rclbeauty101. And I guess everywhere else if you wanted to look up rclbeauty101. Mm -hmm. For the makeup brand, you could find it on Instagram at rclocosmetics or rclocosmetics.com. And for the music, you just look up Rachel Levin on Spotify. Because apparently I'm the only Rachel Levin on Spotify. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. I know like six Rachel Levins and like two Rachel Claire Levins because it's such a standard just like yeah. name. I'm just shocked that there's not well, a Rachel Well, good for you. It's a sign that I you're know. meant to be doing that. Isn't that wild? It's very wild. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you I for learned having me. so much. I can't wait to see more of From the Llamas. Uh, <laughs> here's hoping 2020, more llama content. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. It was Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>